0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. It Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of John Appetite. I am Roy Byrne, and alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing today, Chanel? I
1: am well. You're doing well? Yeah, I'm feeling better. I was um, had a little anxiety. You know how I get uh, about this whole COVID thing, but I'm well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are doing well. I can tell you're doing a lot better than <laughs> yeah, you were. I'm a lot
1: better mentally uh, today yeah. than I've been over the past few days. Yeah,
0: but, over the past few days or so. And we are doing well together. We are back. Um, it's kind of fitting that the uh, Hamilton came out this weekend as we're taping this show. Much because yeah. since the last time we sat in front of these microphones, the world turned upside down quite a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that. That's really pretty much going to be the focus of today's show here on John Appetit. A little bit different show than what you guys are used to. But again, we can't sit in front of these microphones being who we are and doing what we do without responding to everything that's going on recently um, across the nation and across the world. Um, just over a month ago on Memorial Day, uh, we saw, we all saw, or at least at least as of right now, most of us have seen the video of George Floyd being murdered on the street in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, that wasn't the first extrajudicial killing that we've seen or heard about, sadly enough, or even recently, not, not just over time, but even recently uh, with Ahmaud Arbery and Richard Brooks in Georgia, uh, we all know the story of Breonna Taylor in Louisville. It's not even the most and recent. And for
1: those who don't know yes. about Breonna Taylor, because really nothing, I guess some officers may have been um, reassigned reassigned, or whatever, but no one's been arrested. Um, I suggest people look that up. Basically, Breonna Taylor was a, a front line worker. She was an EMT. Mm-hmm. And she was killed in her home when officers entered her home with a no knock warrant and shot her in her bed. Uh, They were in the wrong house. The person they were looking for was already in custody. And uh, to this day, nothing really has been done about her murder. I know that a law was passed in Kentucky, um, I guess getting rid of the no-knock warrant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, no one has been uh, brought up on charges or no one has really gotten in trouble for what happened to Breonna Taylor. Um, So... I don't want to brush by that just assuming that everybody knows what happened in that case because um, support is still needed uh, until freedom is a website that you can go to to get more information and sign petitions and show your support uh, because something needs to be done about what happened to Breonna Taylor.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And, you know, the Breonna Taylor uh, murder wasn't even hasn't even been the most recent. I mean, there have been other cases since um, George Floyd and since Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and Richard Brooks. Um, but the George Floyd murder, given the current situation with everything that, that we're going through with coronavirus, with 40 million people out of work, with the political climate, with people at home with the time to kind of sit and digest and focus on these things, um, everything kind of came to a head after uh, the George George Floyd murder. So. Since then, there have been weeks and weeks uh, of protests. They're still going and people on People are still
1: protesting. Yes. You might not see it on the news because it's not juicy and salacious because you don't have a bunch of bad actors who were not part of the protests out there, right. looting and rioting. Um, but people are still protesting. This is not one of those things where it's, it goes away. Just because you don't see it on social media e- anymore doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um so just to put that out there, and if you're in a major city, you probably still see
0: that people are still protesting. 100. I know there's encampments in Philadelphia. I think there's an encampment in, in uh, D.C. Um, so there are there are still protests going on every day in major cities, uh, because again, like you know, there's you know justice is justice is long and I mean it's not swift. It's going to take a long time it took uh, to to do these centuries things. to
1: yeah. to build up the uh, systematic racism that we we experience today. It's going to take a lot more than uh, a couple of weeks of protests to tear it down.
0: 100 percent. Absolutely. So, you know, so the fight against social injustice um, continues. And again, we've seen and, you know, we've seen over the past few weeks or so, we've seen people we've seen companies uh, make statements and make some changes. Um, we, but we've also seen that we have seen some actual uh, progress, like you said, with the uh, the no knock warrant law in law enforcement. We've seen progress when it comes to that. The what was it, The 50A law. In New York City, that uh, allows people to see the cops' disciplinary records. Yes, the police officers' disciplinary records. So we have seen some, but again, not nearly enough, of the change that we need to see in the um, in the judicial system and the political system. But as we all know, you know, progress is, is glacial, as I like to say. Like these are the same issues, the same issues that that we're fighting for today in 2020. Are the same issues black people were fighting for that in our the grandparents 60s. fought for that right. their
1: parents fought for right. that their parents fought for exactly, and so on and so on and so on.
0: Right. So these are the same things. And, and look, this is
1: not new this is not So new. for people. I know a lot of people, this, this may have not been in your purview um, because it's quite frankly, not something that you have to deal with every day or had to deal with every day. But um, I say to you now that you should consider it something that you have to deal with every day. Um, it's great to not be that if you're not a racist, that's awesome, but it's time to not only not be a racist, it's time to be anti-racist, right? which means acting when you see injustices, when people say small things, because those things get in brain ingrained in our brains and in our children's brains. And before you know it, biases exist that you don't even realize is there until you see something like
0: what happened to George Floyd.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And you know, black people have been fighting for equality for 400 years You know, we won't get there in our lifetimes. We probably won't get there, you know, two or three generations from now or 100 years from now. But again, all the progress that we make, every bit of progress we make we make is important. So, again, it's important, as Chanel said, to not just be non-racist, not just be the moderate. You know, you have to be anti-racist. You need to, you know, be active in stopping uh, the racism and the injustices and, and the inequalities that you see every day. Big
1: and small. Big, Big and, and small. small. Big and small. And it, it makes a difference. It really does.
0: And it's good to see. Uh, uh, it's good to see people who don't look like me involved in in these again in these protests yes. involved in this movement because again mm-hmm. it's going to take people who don't look like me to help drive the change with this.
1: Because black people have been saying this stuff forever right. and no one heard us and listened to us. Sometimes I say the invention of the smartphone is terrible. Oh, it's destructive but this may have been one of the greatest inventions for black people Mm -hmm. because finally we don't feel crazy. Right. Like we're not talking in the wind. People can see George Floyd. um, And just to give you a little insight, uh, if you're not African American or black, however you refer to yourself, um, when a lot of uh, black people watch George Floyd, it's not a disconnect there you see the face of your father your brother your cousin your son your grandson because we all we've all had encounters with the police at for the most part a lot of us have had encounters with the police where or we know of uh, family members who have had encounters with the police where that something like that isn't far-fetched from happening just from driving or doing nothing uh stuff like that uh for black people, it's not even a matter of your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter where you were born, where you went to school, how much money you make. At any point, some of us see ourselves in the position of George Floyd. So as you um, go through this and process this, and I know it's been a month for some of you guys, but for us, it just, it's not going away. It can't go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just consider that when you're um, having conversations with your black friends or whatever, because they may not want to talk about that or express that. But that's something that that it makes you angry. It makes you you don't know what to do, but you want to do something. So and that's how Roy and I are feeling right now.
0: Yeah. And just to kind of just harp on that, the socioeconomic. But again, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. None of
1: that matters. You
0: know, when when, you know, if you are in a situation with someone who really has it out for you, who really wants to do something to you. Look, Henry Louis Gates got the police call and I'm trying to get into his house. LeBron James was getting ready for the NBA Finals. You know, he had racial slur spray painted on his house. Uh, Roy
1: Burton drives down the street to right. go run errands and gets pulled over the piece by the police randomly for no reason. Right. Roy Burton, who drives like a 90-year-old man. <laughs> you
2: do.
0: You I do. don't drive like a 90-year-old man. Yeah, I drive like a 90-year-old man in Jersey because, again, Jersey's crazy. Yeah.
1: because. Um, and, but that's <laughs> the thing. I, I make fun of that, and my mom comments a lot about how slow my stepfather drives and we, we joke about it, but we know why. Yeah. We understand why they drive like that. Right. Because they have to.
0: They can't drive reckless. And not even
1: reckless. Not even it's reckless, It's like you can't yeah. drive freely without feeling tense because you've been pulled over so many times. For what? I don't know. He drives a very, <laughs> um, I don't even know, a Larry David type car. <laughs> like
0: It's a hybrid. It, he,
1: Larry David's car is a hybrid. <laughs> you know, didn't he have a Prius or something? A Prius. A Prius. Yeah, Yeah, like, so... It doesn't matter. I say all that to say it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: It, it, it doesn't matter. I do want to say uh, before we move on. I do want to say that I don't know if we've done this on the show, but I'm sure we have at some point. Probably we not. we bang a lot on the young kids. We bang, oh, a, yeah, lot we bang a lot on Gen Z and uh, Zennials or whatever they're called. I love you. Them. Kid, you kids have been showing out. I
1: love you, Gen Z. You kids have been man. showing out the you, last few months. You kids, and I'm assume, and I can only attribute the greatness of this generation to the fact that a lot of them grew up with the internet. With the ability to to just see that people are people. I don't know what it is, but I love you kids. You keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You keep going out there and being activists online and doing what you can because man, you guys are awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of you guys personally. I, don't know, I follow you guys a lot on Twitter. You know, Eagles Twitter, Sixers Twitter. I see a lot of you guys out there at the protests. I see a lot of a lot of you guys donating your time, donating your money. Using your social media influence and platforms to spread the word, and I just want to salute you guys. You guys are doing are doing an amazing job um, being out there. And again, I know like a lot of it. It's again, I, I keep saying like it was just kind of like these things happened. Like it kind of it was like a the perfect storm of events happening with the timing of and everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, it's hard. It's, it's weird to say because it's, all, it's terrible things, but, but I mean, some
1: good can come out of the worst year.
0: 100% yeah, and absolutely. like
1: recent history and yeah. it making its way into being the worst year <laughs> ever.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, one of, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's really up, it's there, up there, this there. year, man. It's up there.
1: But something good can come out of it because it's, it, that's what tends to happen when tragic things happen. It's like mm-hmm. something good comes out. And this year we've been punched in the mouth. How many times as a, as the world as, society, as, yeah, society. Yeah. you know, and then you like bring that down into the United States, and then you bring that even down further into different community. Just the punches in the mouth that we're taking for in 2020 is ridiculous. So I say this: like when you wake up in the morning and terrible things happen, to you, a lot of people will say, "Oh, this day is just tragic. It's terrible. It's over." What I tend to do is if I wake up in the morning and really, really bad things happen, I say there's nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I'm trying to position myself. Yeah. Because these past few days I've been like really like on a slope down and I had to remind myself this is not how you're supposed to think. No. You're supposed no. to think up that it can it can go
0: up. No, it's, it's going to be positive. It's going to get better. It will be better. And there is, you know, the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. And there is good out there. Again, sometimes it's hard to see um, because of everything that, again, you you see when you you look at your phone or look at the television. Um, But there is some good out there. And and we will be more proactive in using our platform to spotlight the good, especially when it comes to African-American and black chefs and uh, black restaurants yes. or cookbooks or people just doing positive things, black creators.
1: And anti-racist. Um, anti-racist. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of anti-racist behavior in the restaurant instru- industry so much, especially at places that I know I frequent I've never been more proud to have given my money to some of these places.
0: Yeah, we've seen a lot, just in Philadelphia.
1: In, and I'm referring yeah. strictly to Philadelphia, man.
0: Yeah, we've seen a lot of places. A lot of anti-racist um, behavior who, out yeah, there. It is awesome. Again, who use their platform to come out against... We're like specifically against racism, against people who who are just trying, who are just bad actors, or who are yeah. just trying to like you know stop stop the progress um, that 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 we are all trying to make, or at least the ones who are you know trying to go in the right direction are making. So again, kudos to you guys as well. But again, we will again highlight you know again black creators, black chefs, yes. black people in the restaurant industry, black tours, We have yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, yeah, so so we will definitely be doing that. You know, be more proactive and more uh, doing that going forward. And that's really the highlight of today's show. So today's show, uh, we're going to talk about you know some, of, some black restaurants um, in the area, in the Philadelphia area, um, that you may want to keep an eye on, some black coffee houses, some cookbooks, and some, some other things. Because again, uh, I'm sorry. And just, uh,
1: just because we're saying black restaurants black, doesn't mean that if you're not black, you can't go. Correct. We encourage you to invest in, in black restaurants, black-owned businesses in all of those things, because that's part of anti-racism. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, and this is, I'm not going to get into a whole history thing because I could because I love that, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not. I'm just going to say that part of uh, dismantling systematic racism is, is economic power. Black people in this country earn less, make less, our businesses fail more uh, because quite frankly, the system is not set up for us to thrive. Now, I, that's a whole other topic in conversation that I can get to, but I'm not going to do that right now. So I encourage you, if you are not black, and I know uh, over the past few weeks, you've seen a lot of black-owned, black-owned, black-owned. That's not exclusion. Mm-mm, no. No. That's definitely including. We're encouraging you to spend money with black-owned businesses. Uh, to that does, does that mean you don't go anywhere? No. It just means no. that consider these. They're just as good. Mm-hmm. It, open your palette. For different experiences, uh, as far as we're concerned with the with food restaurants that we're talking to you about. Um, but it's not exclusion. We're not excluding not uh, from the community. What we're actually doing is we're including black owned businesses into the conversation because, uh, quite frankly, we've not included them as much as we should have because mm-hmm. we've been concentrating on the top this and the new that. And when we should have been more inclusive of black owned businesses on right. this podcast. And right. Shame on us. Mm-hmm. Slap on our hands for that. Uh, so going forward, we're going to be extra inclusive because that's what's needed.
0: One hundred percent. I have a list. Uh, we have a list, kind of a running list of things, of topics that we we you know we plan to talk about on the you know on this podcast. And right at the, t- the top of the to do list, black restaurants. I have a bunch of restaurants which we'll talk about in the next segment. Um, but again, these are restaurants we could have been talking about for like the last we, three or four years.
1: For, exactly, and we and haven't we to to the extent not. that we should have. So shame on uh, us. Again,
0: we've talked about a few, but not enough. So again, so today and going forward, again, we will be more proactive in talking about these restaurants and highlighting these restaurants and making sure that you guys are aware that these restaurants exist. Um, they have great food and great service. They're welcoming um, to all people. Mm-hmm.
1: So tra- check
0: them out. So so definitely check them out. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to tell you what's good in Philly, and we'll talk a little bit more about everything that's going on. You're listening to the John Appetite Podcast. Welcome back to the John Appetit podcast. Segment number two is our What's Good Philly segment. But just right before we get to it, though, I do want to do our typical shout outs. Again, we always shout out our black creators, friends over at the War Room Sports. So check them out at warroomsports.com, their podcast, War Room Sports. You can check out their other podcast, Safe Space. And you can check out our friends over at Tissue in the Tape. If you are a hip hop head like we are as well. So check out War Room Sports and check out my other show, The Broad Street Line at the bsline.com or on Spreaker Radio or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, thank you guys as always for following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at John Appetite on each and every social media platform so you can keep up to date with the show and everything we do in regards to the show and hashtag John Appetite if you want to tag us in your foodie photos. As always, we want to shout out our two long-time, well, not one long-time was not so long-time, Tay Diggs, who gives us a follow oh. on Twitter Machine, the Twitter Machine, and Padma Lakshmi, host of Taste of the Nation. Have you seen any on, of that? On Hulu. I saw a clip online, the uh, clip with uh, um, the guy who wrote The Cooking Gene. Um, I want to watch that episode. The, he does, They do the, the gullah cooking, the gullah stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I did get a shout out. I got a shout out. You
1: got a shout out?
0: From Lauren Denny on, twi- on Facebook. Why do I do know that name. Um, from they had the Top Chef thing, the Top Chef question. Top Chef asked sure. which city should be the next city right, right to be highlighted on Top Chef. Lauren Denny, listener of the show, <laughs> tagged me and said, Hey, Roy, this is our chance. Philadelphia. It's gotta be Philadelphia. And so I replied, You already know the vibes is Philly, because Philly's the best food city in the world. I thought you didn't want it here anymore, Roy. No, I didn't I said I'm just not I said I'm not mad at Padman no more. I didn't, I never said I never wanted it here. Uh, you, I said come I'm on, not mad. at
1: honest. You never were really mad at. I Batman. said
0: I'm not. I'm not I'm <laughs> mad, Pat, Patma's, Patmas. our road dog. Like she rides with us. So, so yeah. So Philadelphia. So Patma I put my hat. I put my hat in the ring for Philadelphia. And I just want to know. I just want to let you know. This is called the importance of building a brand. All right, because I have built my brand, my What's top brand? chef brand, bring top chef to Philly brand so much.
1: I haven't seen any hashtags. Yeah, when people, in it's Philly. organic. Who won the last top chef? So one?
0: when um, it was an Asian woman, I don't know her name. Uh. I saw her, I saw the picture. I don't know their names because I don't really. I only really watch Top Chef. Exactly. I only really watch it, but I watch it when you watch it. And I saw I watched, it. No, you
1: don't, because if you did, it's you on. would know who
0: won. I didn't see the. I didn't see. I didn't see it's the uh, finale with you. Look up who won. I didn't see the. I have a computer, you the next 30 time, seconds. and the
1: next time, <laughs> yes, you talk about Dude, when the, the Top Philly chef people coming. got kicked out. I was like, yo, I'm done. Were there any Philly people on this season?
0: Not this season. Not oh. this season. See, ah, see, look at that. And I watched like Mad Top Chef that uh, was that Last Chance Kitchen, which is they did it weird this year. That was weird. Look at you. <laughs> See, look at that. See, I'll be knowing stuff. I'll be knowing stuff. But I'm just letting you know, I built a brand, Top Chef to Philly brand. So when Top Chef comes to Philly eventually, people are just going to associate it with me and like, look. You're
1: trying to get on Top Chef.
0: I don't want to be on Top Chef. Wait, they're, what, oh no, you know, they're family. That's NBC. That's family. I can be on Top what Chef. If,
1: what if they call you? I could be on Top Chef. I could be on what Top if they're Chef. They're like, oh, there's yeah. this guy. With this podcast, I could be on Top and Chef. He's been like oh, I'm be advocating.
0: I'm gonna be on Top Chef. And Yo, then
1: I'm like, he has this beautiful wife.
0: No, t- I can't be on Top Chef. He
1: has this beautiful wife.
0: I can't be on Top Chef. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Look, we're, we're talking about me right now. I can't. I can't be on Top Chef. Why not? Why can't I be on Top Chef?
1: Why can't you be on Top Chef?
0: Think of think of uh, what role would I play on Top Chef? How would I be on top? When they have guests on, what do guests do?
1: They have to, oh, you can't describe what you're eating. Well, that's
0: one thing, but I'm not just going to eat anything. And you're not eating anything.
1: It would have to be like, they, no, because usually what they'll do is they'll ask you what you like. And you'll be like, I like burgers. But if they try to give you a burger that's not cooked, you're not going to eat I need eat like it. a
0: deconstructed cheesesteak. Yeah, that's you, it. That's all I need. It
1: would have to be a cheesesteak. It has to be a cheese thing. Because you couldn't be a burger thing because they're not going to cook the burger the way that you want it.
0: That's fine. I'll, I'll eat a medium burger.
1: Um, so, and then they might put all kinds of vegetables. See, that's what you're not prepared for than putting vegetables all over the food they give you. That will happen. You can't you can't be on top shot. That's
0: the what I can't do it. I, can, I would no, not I because vegetables. No. That's
1: the main reason vegetables. But they'd
0: be like pushing stuff around on their plate. And so I could just do that. No, you can't. You have
1: to taste <laughs> what did I tell you? You have to put everything in a bite and no, eat I'll it. be like you won't do it. I'll no. push
0: everything around on my plate. With Padma
1: standing there looking at you. You would not eat it. Like there's this
0: artichoke hearts. Yeah, with,
1: If Padma tried to feed it to you, you wouldn't can't
0: eat do it. Can't, can't do it. Padma feeding
1: it to you, can't, you're not going to eat it? Can't do it. You're out of your mind. You would eat
0: it. I can't. Can't. No, I'm
2: not. He would eat from Padma. I can't yeah, do he'd, that.
1: He'd eat uh, a broth. Like if anyone's ever seen The Office and, and he's all in Michael fed uh, Kevin that broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically Roy with vegetables. But if Padma were feeding him I vegetables, he'd eat it like Kevin ate that broccoli,
0: I can't do. I can't do that. No, but but uh, shout out to Lauren Denny. Uh, top Chef needs to come to Philly ASAP. And when they come to Philly, there's a whole lot of black restaurants that that should be on the list. Um, and there's a whole lot of great black chefs um, in the city of Philadelphia that that should and probably will be on those. There's several black chefs. Who've Been on top chef yeah. in Philly, right? Uh, who are still in Philly?
1: Um, who are still in Philly? I don't know. Who's I know that Silva's in that. Silva was, was there, um, Kevin was there, but well, he's not in Philly anymore. No, is Silva still in Philly? Yes, he, he is still in Philly. Yeah, I think, um, then those might be the only two black ones
0: from Philly. I'm trying to think who else.
1: Um, Nicholas Elmes, I think he was one of the chefs at one of his restaurants. I forget his name. He was on there, and then there was a woman I can't remember her name, she was on there, but they were not black. Those are the four I remember from Philly.
0: Okay. Yeah, we know we got to look that up because there's some great um, black chefs um, who are on Top Chef and who weren't on Top Chef. Um, but we do want to highlight, so again, some black restaurants, some great black restaurants in the city, um, including Booker's Restaurant and Bar, which is at 5021 Baltimore Avenue in West Philly. They have a Southern inspired menu with live jazz on Wednesdays. Now, Booker's, you may remember the name. You may have heard the name before on this podcast because that was the former home of one of our former guests on the show, Kurt Evans, um, who we had on when we talked about um, his ma- end mass incarceration dinners, um, which, he, which he hosts uh, frequently. He is now the culinary director, as we talked about on the interview, with the Drive Change Program in New York, which trains 18 to 25 year olds in culinary arts. Um, so he used to be the chef, the head chef at Booker's. He's in New York now and he frequently comes down to uh, to Philly for pop-up dinners as part of the Everybody Eats program, so uh, Booker's restaurant. And he's
1: the one that also grew up in Connecticut, right? Like he did, yeah, he did. Uh,
0: so, I mean, again, so he had a you know a weird start in Connecticut, but now he's in a great city. Weird start? Of did New I have York a weird start in Connecticut? In New York, <laughs> mm-hmm. and again, so Booker's restaurant again. Um, so a lot of that, again the Southern inspired menu. It's a good looking menu um, oh. for those of you who've, uh, who've checked who who haven't checked it out. Again, Booker's restaurant and bar, very great place uh, to check out in Philadelphia.
1: Are they doing um, anything with the co Like, what's the COVID situation with restaurants? Are they in so Philly?
0: so re- so Philadelphia restaurants as of the taping of the show cannot do any indoor di- in- indoor dining. Okay. They can do outdoor dining. Okay. I don't know if there's a limitation as far as number of patrons. I don't believe there is. I think you just need the space. Um, with that, a lot of these restaurants, which I'll talk about in a second, are on uh, are available either through Caviar, DoorDash, or Black and Mobile, which I'll get to um, in a little bit. Okay. Um, one place I know we've talked about on the show uh, Miss Tootsie Soul Food Cafe 1312 South Street uh, which is own, owned and run by Kevin Parker who also oh, runs wow. Kevin Parker Soul Food Cafe in Reading Terminal Great Market. Great
1: fried chicken man. Which
0: has amazing fried chicken and amazing like their sides are even good because yeah. a lot of places, lot sides of places are trash.
1: you go with barbecue or soul food or so sides it's hard to get good sides but, but not Kevin's sides.
0: No no Kevin Parker's sides are amazing. Uh, Miss Tootsie's is a Philadelphia institution. It's been in. It's been like basically like the most highly you know respected soul food restaurant in Philadelphia for over twenty years. They have live events. They have a Sunday brunch. Again, everybody knows about Miss Tootsie's in Philadelphia. If you don't know, again, check them out. Thirteen Twelve South Street.
1: Check out. uh, Just do a search on like jazz brunches in the. There's a lot. If you've never been to one, you you got to try it at least once in your life. It is a lot. When everything opens back up, plan to go to a jazz brunch. You, you won't regret it.
0: Yeah. The next two places uh, we're going to talk about also have jazz brunches as well. South Kitchen and Jazz Bar um, on 600 North Broad Street, right north of just north of Spring Garden. Um, low Low country cuisine um, is there is a the focus of their menu. They have Gulf Shrimp and Grits, uh, Panko and Crusted Crab Cake. What's yes. low
1: country for the people?
0: Overall? So low country is there's a part of the country that's lower than the rest of the country. <laughs> um Low sea level. What what area is Low Country? Uh, well, it's around the South Carolina area. Yes. So that's the Low Country cuisine. So What's
1: one of the major dishes from that area?
0: So I just said the Low Country Gulf shrimp and grits. Yes. And the panko crusted crab cake, which isn't a typical Low Country dish. It's a little spin. I don't think they do the panko crusted stuff down down in the Low Country, but I may be wrong. Um, but they do do they do do catfish po' boys. And that they do fried the, green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah. Which whatever. And I turkey collard, green. collard greens as well. So again, so there's some good looking stuff on on the south menu. Blue crab toast. Yeah, no, there's some good looking good looking stuff on there menu. Cajun shrimp deviled eggs. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, there's some there's some nice stuff
1: with some angry mama potato chips.
0: And a restaurant that dozens of people have told me about. We still haven't gotten a chance to get to yet. Warm Daddies. Uh, See, go
1: ahead. Where's the? I think I went to Warm Daddy's, but I did not go for food. I went for drink. Yeah,
0: because they have. They have drink. They have live music a lot. Yeah, it's I'm on live music Delaware Avenue slash Columbus Boulevard, whichever you're more familiar with. Fourteen hundred. It's right near the uh, the movie theater. Oh. You've seen it. Uh, you probably, oh, you've probably. I've seen been, it? There. Oh, oh, you've been there. Okay, <laughs> so you have there. There. I know it's Fourteen hundred South Columbus Boulevard. Again, they specialize in soul food as well. Turkey wings, fried chicken, mango barbecue salmon. Uh, they have comedy shows there as well. I didn't know that um, until I looked them up. Um, but they have live music again. I've heard their Sunday brunch is excellent at at Warm Daddy. So that's another great place to check out. Um, And on the healthy side of things, there's a place that we've talked about on this show, maybe a year ago, maybe not quite, called Green Soul, which is at 1410 Mount Vernon Street. And this is a a soul food with a healthy twist, like a healthy alternative to what you would typically think of as traditional soul food. So um, we have local, organic, and sustainably produced ingredients. And the menu includes uh, poblano pepper tempura, Sweet plantains, turkey and dewy jambalaya, and a Cajun salmon BLT with turkey bacon. I could get behind yeah, it's not, that. Yeah, yeah, about to so. say you could you could rock with that. You like plantains? You like? Yeah, uh, I
1: think I was okay with this when we talked about because you know sometimes when the healthy food comes out, I I zone out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, this is, there's some good stuff here on this on this green. No, but these
1: are the same people who um who are in charge of South, so. Oh,
0: it's the same people? Yeah.
1: It's oh, the, I know. It's the, um, I forget their names. It's Another, two guys. Yeah, I know it's right near south.
0: Yeah. What are their names? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Green Soul, again, if you want a healthy alternative to soul food, while while Chanel's looking that up. There's other restaurants as well. There's Axum Cafe. Uh, there's Relish, which I've heard a lot of great things about. Baby Buns is Silva Sinat's spot in the Bors building, um, the new food hall in the Bors building. There's also New Barber's Hall, which is near Temple, uh, the campus of Temple and the Better Box um, as well. Now, we talked about it before at the beginning of the segment. There is a, new serv- a new-ish a service, I should say, called Black & Mobile. It's a black-owned delivery service that pairs with black-owned restaurants. Um, so, again, think Caviar, think DoorDash, think Uber Eats. You can get food from pretty much all of these restaurants, if not all of these restaurants, delivered to your door if you live in Philadelphia via Black & Mobile. They have an app. They have a website as well. You can check them out at blackandmobile.com. They're also available in Detroit and Atlanta, for those of you who are not in the area but are listening to our show. We appreciate it. Um, But again, given the current situation, uh, their business has skyrocketed. Back in uh, the first five months of the year, so back in, or the first, I'm sorry, the first five months they were around, their sales were uh, $5,000. In March alone, their sales were $70,000. So again, in this new food delivery economy, you know black and mobile has exploded and they're doing some great things so please check them out again if you're thinking about getting um, some delivery delivery from one of the restaurants that we mentioned or one that we we didn't mention so check them out you, did you find me a-
1: so they actually own four. Oh, okay south mm-hmm. green soul okay relish okay and warm daddies oh so they, oh so they they, they it's got their ben whole monopoly. and robert bynum They're brothers
0: they got the monopoly. i knew i
1: had read something about them before it's two brothers ben and robert bynum Okay. And
0: so it's those four restaurants. That's very cool. I didn't, yeah, they got it on lock. Yes. All right. So, so Ben and Robert Bynum, check them out. Was that Warm Daddy's? You said Green Soul. So South, South. South. And Relish. And Relish. Okay. So some great restaurants, again, from those two guys. So again, if you know one of those restaurants, then the other ones, again, it's the same owner. So you, so you should feel confident in, in checking one of those other ones as well. So those are some of the restaurants that we wanted to shout out. We also wanted to give a um, shout out to a couple of black coffee houses. And cafes in the area. One of them, Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse, which is at twenty five seventy eight Frankfort Avenue, is in Kensington, and it's owned by a Temple alum and someone whose show we were on before, Ariel Johnson, one of cool Black Tribbles. Girl, very cool um, she was in the um, she was in the Fox Business School at Temple, and she said, "You know what? I want to own. I want to start my own cafe." Um, and so she did that. And Amalgam Comics is the I, th- I want to say it's the first. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this is the first black owned comic book store and it's the first one by a black woman yeah yeah, the first black woman owned comic book store um, in America ever, ever. Yeah. Like yeah ever ever, period ever yeah um, no she
1: did that she's yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: so so, and they have amazing events they have amazing speakers I mean Amalgam um, Comics
1: she's, she's an amazing person she's really nice Got, uh, Roy and I have had the opportunity to uh, do podcasts with her a couple times so
0: yeah no so Ariel Johnson doing some amazing things at Amalgam Comics. I believe they're back open now. I know they weren't for a while, but I believe they are now back open now. You can check them out at Amalgamphilly.com. That's amalgam phillycom dot com.
1: Another temple affiliate.
0: And another temple affiliate. Um I don't does he still teach there? He might. I don't know. You would know you work there. <laughs> I don't leave my building. Um Uncle Bobby's uh, coffee house is at forty fifty five forty five Germantown Avenue. The temple person we referenced is Mark Lamont Hill. You've seen him. I guess, is he still a CNN commentator? I don't even know. No, he's I don't not even a know. CNN commentator okay. anymore. Um, you've seen him on CNN. You've before. seen him you on seen CNN. Him on like you've seen him on basically every network if ever. You're,
1: like, I follow him on Instagram and Twitter, so I see him all the time. So yeah. I don't know. like,
0: He's always, he always around. He's always in the front row of Sixers games. Um, you've seen him a lot. Uh, <laughs>
1: he offers up a lot of co- commentary on uh, black people and black situation and that whole thing.
0: Yeah, so, um, so he is the owner of Uncle Bobby's Cafe. I don't know if they're open. Um, I'm not sure, but again, Don't Uncle they Bobby's do
1: movies or something. They do,
0: yeah. They do screenings. They do guest speakers. They do, and again, being the fact that he's Mark Lamont Hill, he can get people. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's a lot of great speakers, a lot of great events, a
1: lot of events that were going on there. I know. Um, before the COVID, so yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I think they might be doing some virtual stuff now as well. Um. So you can check out Uncle Bobby's as well. Um. And we also wanted to talk about some some black chefs as, as far as their the cookbooks and things that that uh that we you know, haven't had a chance to discuss. We have a few uh, cookbooks from black chefs that, that we're going to highlight, excuse me, over the next uh, few months or so, but there are some, some incredible cookbooks and incredible books that we did want to take a moment to talk about. Um, The Dookie Chase cookbook um, from Leah Chase. Uh, For those who do not know Leah Chase, she was the chef. Did she found it or was it her husband or? I don't remember. Okay. Um, Well, she was, she is known as the queen of Creole cuisine um, I from, believe it was, just, it was her. I think it might have just been her. Yeah. And she was like
1: cooking. And wasn't her husband? They, I know the civil rights people used to go and eat at a restaurant right. and stuff, but I don't know if her husband was one of them. I yeah. Don't know how that yeah. So out.
0: Dookie Chase restaurant, as Chanel just mentioned, this was a the, one of the central meeting places for civil rights organizers in New Orleans and in the South. Like, you know, basically anybody in the movement would go to Dookie Chase and have meetings and kind of strategize and things like that. So Dookie Chase is, is a
1: I don't know. If it's, it, it's an institution. Yeah, and, uh, I would say if it's not
0: a historical, you know, historical landmark, landmark it, it should be. be yeah. um, but mm-hmm. Leah Chase, again, she is, again, the queen of Creole cuisine. Like a lot of the restaurants, a lot of the classic Creole dishes that, that we know and love, you know, came from, you know, the mind and the hands of Leah Chase. And this is her signature cookbook. I think she has another one. Um, the Dookie Chase Cookbook. So definitely check that out. Um, there's a cookbook called The Sweet Home Cafe Cookbook. Which is um, contains a hundred over a hundred recipes from the National Museum of African American History and Culture's Sweet Home Cafe. So these are historical recipes that, if you've gone to um, what people refer to as the Black Smithsonian in Washington, they recreate some of those um, some of these historical ref, uh, recipes from the ca- in the cafe.
1: If you haven't gone there, uh, I, we highly recommend.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, the. Black Smithsonian. It's the easiest way to say it. It because is. It's, such a long <laughs> it's the longest name. It's, it's really the longest long. name in the world. It's a really long name. Tell people name. what it is, just in case. So, the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington D.C. Yes. the it Black is, Smithsonian. This is Black <laughs> Smithsonian. It is.
1: Uh, first just, of all, it's an emotional journey. So, yeah. if you go, you have to be emotionally prepared, um, because if you really take it in. <laughs> There's no way you're getting out of there without crying. I'm yeah. just gonna put like it
0: there is yeah. So so it's kind of broken up into two parts, and it's it's one of the, it's first of all it's a, it's a huge museum. Um, it's it would be kind of either difficult and or overwhelming emis- emotionally and physically to do it in yes. one day. Um, but the beginning part is where you go like it, kind of like you go down first and, and then you kind of go up. You kind of go up levels to get to the top. So the beginning part is kind of is the more historical stuff. And it just takes you on a journey. It takes you on a journey from, you know, from, you know, the beginnings of, you know, sla- probably, it probably doesn't go it, before pre- slavery. It, yeah.
1: It, it tell, tell, because contrary to historical teachings, black people were, uh, a couple here. of black people were here before um, slavery.
0: Right. So, um. yeah. So it's a, so it, it's, it's probably, I, I don't want to overstate the case, but I don't think it is. It's, it is the best museum I've ever been to.
1: And it's, it. And similar to Black-owned restaurants, it's not exclusive. No. Everyone who is an American citizen should be required to go to this museum. 100%. This is, it's this American is a, history. It's American history. It's the ugly part mm-hmm. that people do not want to talk about. Um, and until this week, I didn't realize how much of American history that's taught that is so fluffed up. Um, we never really talk about the, the nitty-gritty. This museum is amazing
0: yes it is it's
1: it's absolutely amazing I think all children should go regardless of race color creed whatever they should all go just to to know their history because the African American experience is the history of everybody in this country
0: it's the history of everybody everybody. African American history is American history yes Native American history is American history and these are things that we all need to realize
1: it's intersectional there is not one history now, and, there's one version of history that we've all been taught in the right. American school system, right. which is missing lots of holes and has and is, quite frankly, full of lies. But it, the history of this country is it's rich, it's painful, mm-hmm. but it needs to be taught. Yes. And if we teach it correctly, maybe we can avoid continuing on with some of the stuff that we continue on with today.
0: And... Even though it's a lot of this is readily accessible, a lot of people don't take the time to mm-hmm. kind of gather the resources and, exactly. and kind of go through it. So, again, this is a good point. If you want to learn about African-American history, if you want to learn about American history, it's I think it's kind of vital to go, if you can, to go to this museum and just, just and kind of take, take it, it all in.
1: Start at the beginning. And I'm right. telling you right now, if you don't feel something... You are a cold person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's just. Yeah. I I was a history major initially in college, and I learned some things in there that I had no idea about.
0: And that's the thing is like, no matter where you went to high school, no matter where you went to college, no matter what your what your study was, what your field is, like, there's so much that you just don't, don't know. know. It's just There's not so much in you don't books. know. It's yeah. not in the books. It's not, and even if it's in the books, you know, it just it just it's
1: from someone else's perspective, right? And it, it just.
0: And things are, things are different when you see them. Yeah, it's like yeah. being
1: told about the Mona Lisa your whole life. And then when we finally go, got to see it. You mm-hmm. know what right, I mean? It, right. that's, the, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, the that, difference that's, a, that's a good analogy. I like between that. being told about something and then actually seeing it. Yeah. Which I wasn't that impressed with the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa is little.
0: Uh, it's small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a couple of other books. These aren't cookbooks, but uh, these are books by black chefs. One is called uh, Notes from a Young Black Chef. Uh, which is from Kwame Onuachi. He's a rising star chef. I think it's a uh, James Beard Rising Star Award winner. I want to say 2018. I might have the dates wrong. Um, but he was on Top Chef. Um, uh-huh. He discusses his time in the Bronx and growing up in the Bronx in Nigeria and just the racism that he experienced uh, throughout his restaurant career. Um, because again, like there is restaurant, there's racism in the restaurant industry just like there's racism in pretty much That's every right. other industry right. um, in America. This is actually slated to be turned into a movie Really? Um, soon, whenever Hollywood's back, um, starring Lakeith Stanfield, um, that so, guy. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, what he what he did to you? <laughs> All right, I guess. <laughs> keep it positive. Keep it positive, folks. Keep, keep it positive. Keep it positive. So yeah, so notes from a young black chef. Again, it's a very, um, it's a very good book. So check that out. And the man I mentioned before, Michael Twitty, he is the author of the Cooking Gene, um, which is a book that details. The history of African American culinary, um, culinary, culinary, the culinary movement in the South. Um, this book won the James Beard Award Foundation for Book of the Year in 2018. He's also featured on a an episode of Taste the Nation uh, with Padma Lakshmi. So definitely check this book out. Um, it's on my list of uh, it's in my Amazon cart along with 120 other things of, of things books that I need to buy and read this year. Um, but the Cooking Gene by Michael Twitty is a very very um, again, highly acclaimed book. So definitely check that out as well. Um, but again, there's plenty of other black chefs and plenty of other um, great restaurants in Philly uh, run by either black chefs or black owned. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday has a black chef. Chad was Chad Williams, I believe his name is. Yes. Um, plenty of great um, spots to, to check out. I know the Infatuation of the Philadelphia website has a list of black owned restaurants in Philadelphia i believe craig
1: LeBan, um craig laban yeah. yeah
0: he's he's highlighted some as well craig laban the food critic from the, for the philadelphia inquirer so the resources are out there and if, again if you don't know any, please feel free to reach out to us yeah again join that. or if
1: you know of some that we have not know. mentioned that we just have to try mm-hmm. especially if they have takeout because right now we're getting our takeout
0: yeah because you can't um, really eat inside and, and I'm, we're outside. not outside eaters eating outside is weird because there's flies
1: Roy, Roy, We're not outside eaters. I'll tolerate it. Roy is definitely not an outside eater. So we still have to do takeout.
0: We don't have to do takeout. You say it like it's, like it's a have to
1: do. We don't have to do
0: takeout. We I'm going to eat outside
1: while you sit in the car. No, I'm saying like I, I would eat outside
0: if you really wanted to eat outside.
1: No, because the whole time you'd be swatting and, and yeah, I know if there's it, no flies it, and I won't be swatting. It would be uncomfortable. You'd see imaginary bugs there. I'm, I'm not. I'm no. We're not doing that. <laughs>
0: I need to be comfortable. I was going to eat outside yesterday. You were like, nope. You were the one that was like, no. Nope. I
1: wasn't hungry at the time. Oh, all right. Well, we can eat. And that time. was at your mom's house. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. It's <laughs> different? It's not like on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> the streets <laughs> of Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> no, please let us know. There's some places that, that we should highlight and spotlight on the show. Please, johnappetite at com or, again, johnappetite on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, we would like any and all suggestions and comments Um, about restaurants and chefs and and books and things that that we should check out we're going to take another quick break on the other side we have some upcoming events to tell you about and we have a couple of invitations for Sunday dinner you're listening to the John Appetit podcast Welcome back, segment number three of the show. The restaurant scene is kind of getting its footing back and coming back into, um you know, or some the new normal, or getting back to the new normal, getting to the new normal. Um One of those restaurants is actually doing a little something different. Now, South Philly Barbacoa typically is only open on the weekends. So if you want your Barbacoa fix, you can only get it um, on the weekends. But now, you know, as they're kind of getting their footing back, they are opening up, or they are opening up their space, the two chefs, Christina Martinez and Ben Miller, are opening up to their space Their space to chefs of color to host multi-night pop-ups at their restaurant um, over the next few weeks, over the summer. Um, so the series runs through August 17th. And there's going to be multi-night pop-ups with different chefs, um, including a chef um, by the name of Sei Wei who focuses on West African cuisine, and a chef, uh, Chef Malik Ali, who specializes in soul food so if you want more information about this follow uh, christina martinez's uh, instagram for more information again these are multi-night pop-ups featuring chefs of color so again you can get your barbacoa and all that stuff on the weekends but you can try out some new and uh, new chefs doing some creative things in the kitchen um, every week now through august 17th so again check out south philly barbacoa christina martinez on instagram for more information and details on that time now for our sunday dinner segment this is a portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past a week or so sometimes it's something good other times it's something not so good it's always something noteworthy or at least noteworthy to us a little bit of a break from us talking about food for an entire episode would you like to go first Sure.
1: Okay. Mine's real quick. Okay. So my Sunday dinner invite goes to the geniuses at Disney who decided, first of all, to acquire Hamilton, and then second of all, to release it this weekend. Because
0: it... Actually, you know what? Save yours. Oh. Yours, is, yours is lighthearted. Yours is like, light- Well, oh. mine's not
1: bad. All right. Go ahead. Well, bad. everyone knows
0: already. Well, let's go, it Because I think you're going to gush about it for a little bit. And I'm so, not going to gush. I want to... No, I want to okay. leave it on... I want to go on... Well, on okay, a more ahead, positive note. Go, okay. my, my, Not that is bad. Mine, right. my, my Sunday dinner invite... Goes out to Maya Moore uh, of the WNBA, who left her career oh, in the yeah. middle of her prime yes. to do something that is way more yes. important than anything that any, she could have, she or anyone could ever do on a basketball court. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, Maya Moore is in the discussion for one of the greatest basketball players who've, who's ever played the game. She left her career again in the middle of her career to uh to fight for social justice specifically to help wrongly incarcerated people um, get out of prison yeah. um, so this week I had it in front of me I closed it um so was it Wednesday or Thursday? it was sometime this week this week um she her uh, she worked I don't know how many cases she works on I think it's more than one but specifically she worked on a case of a man named Jonathan irons who was locked who was in prison falsely imprisoned for. I want to say eighteen years. Let me get the. I had the thing up. I apologize. I had it up and I close and close it. Um, but he she tirelessly worked on his case and she she again she left the WNBA because she wanted to be there at his you know appeal hearings and things like that. Um, yeah, he was he was convicted after ser- wrongly serving a uh, well he was in the process of serving a fifty year prison sentence. Um, she met him in nineteen eighty eight in uh, nineteen ninety eight when she was just sixteen years old. Uh, but she took up the charge and using her platform and using her resources, um, she basically over the last couple of years um, spent the time and spent you know the effort to get it to get him freed from free, freed from prison, uh-huh. um, and so he was released earlier this week, and again you could just see her overcome with emotion. Um, this again you know we. Salute players and salute, you know, athletes when they do great things on the court. But again, this is better than any championship. This is better than any gold I, medal. And I feel this like. 22, he was in prison for 22 years. Mm-hmm. 22 years. I Wrongly. feel like
1: if she were like LeBron or Steph Curry or something, this would be like all over the news. Right. And it's not. And it's which not. Is problematic. Yeah. In itself. But that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, talk about like living your convictions and just. Wow. I
0: salute her. No, I salute her one thousand percent. And again, her. like again, this is like she's not; it wasn't under any obligation to do anything. But again, she left her career again because she says this is bigger than basketball. And like you said, if this was Le- if LeBron James, if LeBron James left the left the Miami Heat, like this is like like LeBron leaving the yeah. Heat in twenty eleven and saying, you know what, I'm not playing basketball anymore. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to use my power and, and use my influence for social justice and to free people who are wrongly convicted of crimes this is that's this that's yeah that's exactly what it is thing. and
1: that's what i'm saying like if it were one of them it would be all over the news
0: yeah so yeah so but she, not yeah. that
1: she needs that or no, anything no, no. i'm just i'm gonna go look and see if they need um donations because that's what i i can't protest i can't there are a lot of things i can't do to affect change but the one thing that i can do is donate and so that's what i've been doing over these past few months is donating so um if people are out there and you're looking for something to do to help or Find find a reputable organization, a good organization, and donate. Yeah, donate. Sign petitions and donate because we all can't march. We right. all, some of us, uh, although there are a lot of people out of work right now, there are some of us who are fortunate enough to be able to work from home. So we are are although physically we may not be continuing our lives, we're still mentally and uh, and obli- we still have obligations to do our regular jobs for eight, ten hours a day. So we can't be in the mix and thick of things, but we can donate if we have the funds to, to advance in these causes and to helping those people who are out there protesting, who are doing things like she's doing. So I will be looking up to see if there's a place where I can donate.
0: And if you can't donate, again, you write letters, um, sign to petitions. Find petitions.
1: Petitions are huge. Right. A lot of these websites you can go to, um, just, just Twitter is... is Twitter is, um, is a cesspool of garbage, but sometimes it's helpful <laughs> to find uh, different websites and organizations where you can write letters, write postcards, do things that don't require that you spend money, but that help you to make some sort of effect. Because I know what it's like to sit there and wonder, what the heck can I do? That's a way to do it. Sign a petition, write a letter, fill out a postcard, or or donate
0: $5, $10, $25. Because every little bit helps. Again, every little bit helps. So again, so Maya Moore, you get my invite. She's going to take off this season as well from the WNBA to continue her fight. So again, salute to you and to all the good stuff, the good things that you and many others like you um, are doing. Because I know a a number of other WNBA players are doing similar things as well. So shout out to Maya Moore uh, for using her platform for good. So that was my Sunday dinner. And now... Now, back to me.
1: You guys already know. It's Disney. It's Disney, Disney, Disney. Okay. So, usually, I'm not enamored with Disney. It's usually, (laughs) you know, they kind of annoy me a bit. But this time, they got it right. Because I've been in a funk, like most of you, it's been hard. COVID and all the racial injustice coming to the light and all of this stuff is going on. Sometimes, you have to. What what word am I looking for when you just like decompress? Decompress. There you go. Thank you. And Hamilton came just in time. Now, Ray and I talked about it a few months ago. What, I forget when we went.
0: That was. It feels like a lifetime ago. It was a lifetime. It was a different lifetime. It was the end of last year. Okay,
1: so a lifetime ago, we went to see Hamilton when it was in Philadelphia. So we got to see a live version of it. If you have not. Watch this yet? I don't see how you haven't. Um, no, 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 a lot of people haven't. I recommend highly that you go into the Disney Plus app and you watch Hamilton. It is fantastic. And as someone who saw it live and watching the movie version of it, I don't feel like you miss anything by watching the movie version of it. If 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 you've never been to anything live, you know what I mean. Like I don't know if I'm trying. If I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's I've watched it. I've only watched it two times. I've wanted <laughs> to watch it more. I'll probably watch it again today. Um, But I, I just kudos to Disney because I needed that. I needed something. I've been trying to get my mind off of stuff to prevent myself from getting headaches daily. But I haven't quite been able to do that. So with Hamilton, that has allowed that. So again, Sunday invite goes to the geniuses who said, hey, we should acquire Hamilton and we should put it out July 4th.
0: Good job. So a couple of things on this. Um, I don't know where to start. So I will shout out to ESPN and Disney and it was the same company. So shout out to everybody involved in that in that deal um, for doing this, Um, because, again, this is the second thing for that overall brand. That's kind of. I don't say moment, but the second entertainment vehicle. Because, again, earlier this, earlier this quarantine, we had The Last Dance, which for a lot of people was a very therapeutic thing because every Sunday we all had something to look forward to. We're all stuck at home in our houses. Now, when Disney bought the rights to Hamilton for you know, $75 million, their initial plan was to put it out in the movie theaters which- ne- ne- next year. So it was supposed to come out in the movie theaters next year, twenty twenty one, and they would have made a ridiculous yeah, amount of money. Even though it was twenty twenty one and I probably would have went twice. The play like the play can, had can't come out, you know, five, six years before. They would have made a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. Even though, they would have made Marvel-level money on that. Even though there's multiple tours, or there were multiple tours going on. It it's matter. Going all over not matter. That the was the state. original like, cast. It doesn't matter. It's like, <laughs> the original cast. It was filmed. Again, how often do you see a Broadway play that's filmed? Because like, yeah. it never happens. Yeah. So it's a filmed version of a Broadway play, the most popular Broadway play of recent memory. They could have just, just waited. They could have sat on this. Like, they could have. Like, it doesn't matter. But they were like, you know what? Everybody's at home. Everybody's chilling. We have a new network we're going to promote because again, it's all about that as well. Yeah. It's like let's throw this on Disney, Disney Plus, and like let's give people a little something, you know, something to watch while they're home in quarantine. Mm-hmm. This was this is and I'm, look, I don't know if they, I don't know if they come out positive or negative when it comes to this. Probably probably make more money doing this, um, but this is a genius move. Yeah, and and again, as Chanel says, if you didn't see it, if you never saw it, a live production of this, you don't, you're not missing anything um if not you probably see more on this like on the on the given the way it was filmed the cinematic um the way they they film it cinematically cuz again there's if you watch something live you kind of miss things
1: yeah
0: um and with this again you kind of see the emotions you can kind of see the ensemble a little bit better uh, you kind of just see the whole the whole set the whole scene better um and you see is, how
1: fantastic these people are yeah these are, jobs, are these
0: these folks are the most talented some of the most talented people in the world yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like my goodness like Again, we get enthralled by, you know, the feats that athletes do on the quarterback right like that. We get enthralled
1: um, by b- bridge builders, too. Like, yeah. Just when people do things that are extraordinary, it's okay to gush over it. No, like, like Whether our, it's a bridge or uh, it, singing and dancing or basketball, it's fine. Yeah. It takes nothing away from you to no. gush over someone's no, if, you, if, you fabulous you were, accomplishment. if
0: you're extraordinarily talented at your job, I don't care what your job is, to be honest with you. Yeah. If, you make, if you make vases or vases or however you say that word, and you're really good at it, then I'm going to give you props. And this is am- and like what you do, what these folks do on Broadway, not just Hamilton people, but what these folks do on Broadway is amazing. But these guys these guys and women on this Hamilton cast are just ridiculous. And like we saw the Philadelphia cast and that was amazing. Like and we they were, were blown fantastic. Away. We were they blown were fantastic. away. And we saw this, like, oh, these guys are great too. Like <laughs> How are there so many great people around the world who can like remember all these lines and sing all these songs and not miss a beat? And, and make
1: you feel emotions and make you want to cry at this precise moment every time and feel, <laughs> feel the same emotions every time.
0: Yeah. So, again, shout out to Disney for putting this on. Shout out to Lynn Manuel Miranda for writing For this being a genius. This dude's um, a genius. And again, like, I'm not that person, oh, it's not historically accurate. I, don't oh, care. I'm not, no, no. No, it's not about that. That's I'm here about. to be entertained Entertain. for two and a half hours. For two and a half hours, I was entertained. And I'll be entertained again, when I put it on again for another two and a half hours. And shout out to everybody, like everyone involved in this production, from the set, the, de- the, the set. set
1: design, the yeah. set, oh, it just flows so well. Yeah. Just everybody from the costume designer, the hair people, the make everything was flawless.
0: Yeah, the people who do the the music fills and the DJs, and again the entire cast. I mean, again, it's it's hard, it's hard to say, um, you know, like like these are just fantastic. Into talent, super talented individuals who are, well, I think mostly all are all on the great things. It's a reason why Hamilton won like every award (laughs) the year it came out because it's fantastic. It's even if you're not a fan of musicals, and I'm not,
1: it's not a musical person. I am the musical person. And as I said on the show
0: before, I said this on the show before, I was like, look, I I didn't care, I don't care for musicals. Musicals aren't my thing, which is weird because they're my favorite types of movies. But again, I but I bought you that CD that you didn't listen to for a while. At, uh, no, for a while.
1: I was just like, I don't know what this Hamilton <laughs> like, this is. What am, is am a I supposed musical to do with hip-hop. This
2: is
0: amazing. And, and
1: because he said that, I thought he hates musicals. Hate em. And he gave me musical a musical. That means it's not good because he hates them. <laughs> hate them.
0: Hate, he was hate, right. Hate them. Hate them. Hate, hate hate but I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I know you don't believe and that me. That was like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago. And then like, she's like, wait a minute. I, this might be all right. <laughs> like, yeah. So... Yeah, so Hamilton, again, if you're not a fan of musicals, you you would probably enjoy this. Again, just if you just want to kind of take a couple hours. If you can, if you have Disney it, Plus, if you're a, get away from things.
1: If you're a hip-hop head, watch it and try to pick out certain things that seem familiar in hip-hop to yeah, you. Because there are a of, yeah. lot of things in there.
0: A lot of callbacks.
1: A lot of callbacks to yeah. old hip-hop songs. Right. And old stuff. R&B songs as well. And old R&B songs as well. So if you're an R&B head, just listen to it. Because he, he pulled from R&B, hip hop. You can hear it all through there. And it's it's funny when you pick it up. Because one thing, I'm not going to say what it is. There was one thing that I did not, two things that I did not pick up that I should have picked up when I saw it live. And I just picked it up after, what, the third time seeing hearing the song, well, or like I mean, you, seeing, seeing the performance. You've heard the yeah. songs a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I know. But yeah. So I, I recommend doing that. So if you're not interested in musicals, but you're a hip hop head or an R&B person, watch it and then just try to figure out and, and say, oh, that's that or, or that. I know where he got that. Yeah. It, right. That's a fun way to watch it if you're not
0: into music. And, and just one last thing. This is a great way to introduce people to, to Broadway um, who otherwise, you know, or the theater in general. Who otherwise, you know, can't afford to go to no. the theater. Because um, yeah. the theater is expensive. it's expensive. It's, the theater is very know, like, expensive.
1: I don't know how. Did we get a deal or something? Nah, how did we, we get, no get there? We're brokies.
0: We didn't get <laughs> a deal, but it was like a present. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gift. Yeah, like this is a special occasion it's Special occasion. Yeah, like you guys would like the whole, like the theater packages. God bless you guys. That's a yeah, lot of money. Um, I but, guess
1: they're like the people who get like sports pack. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like season tickets. Season ticket
0: theater people, I salute you. Salute you, salute you guys. So, but again, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you know, nine eighty nine. I don't know what it is. Whatever, you can watch a Broadway production of an amazing play. Again, it's a great way, great jumping off point. You're going to see a lot of people because of this get into the theater and get into the arts um, because of because of Hamilton. Um, and that's a good thing. That's always a good thing uh, for more people being on the creative side. I know. You know, a lot of people bag on creatives for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why. why. Because they they're do. not creative. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So shout out to Disney. Shout out to Hamilton. It's a very great thing. Um, so who, who are we inviting the cast? Who, who gets the invite?
1: Um, I think I invited the cast before, didn't I? This
0: cast? I think no. you did the Philly cast. Oh, I
1: did the Philly cast. So I invite the original cast. Okay. And then I also invite the people at Disney or ESPN, who, ABC, whoever Disney, they Disney. are, yeah. who came up with the idea to do this this way. Yeah. because I think I could have gotten you to go to the movies one time.
0: Oh, for me? Yeah. For Hamilton? Yeah. I would have went to the movies a couple times. Oh, you would have yeah, gone yeah. multiple Hamilton times? Hamilton, I would have gone for a couple okay. times. Okay,
1: all right. Yeah. So, maybe. But the fact that it's the COVID, people are feeling down, this was a way, and I could see on Twitter that people were watching this weekend, and it was just a way to kind of take your mind off yeah. of everything. You take your mind off of craziness, you refresh your brain, and then you get back in the game. Yeah, so yeah
0: it's a nice little reset for a lot of people, because, again... A lot of people aren't leaving their house. A lot no. of people aren't going on vacations. No. A lot of people aren't Some flying. Some of us are actually, you know. <laughs> Staying at home and wearing masks mm, and being socially responsible. Yeah, but don't
1: think. Neither here we nor there. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand you anti-maskers.
0: Hey, it is what it is. Like it's, not political. Yeah, it's, it's not political. Just, it's health. Just, yeah, just health people. <laughs> that is it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us. For this ride, we'll be back with you shortly. But until then, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Now our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you order in from your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you...
1: John Appetit.
2: Your dreams don't have to. Front Range Community College offers everything you need to advance your career or start down a new path with a wide array of classes online. And you can still take many hands-on classes on campus like science labs, manufacturing, healthcare professions, and more. With small class sizes, affordable tuition, and personalized support, FRCC is here to help you achieve your goals. Get started today at enrollcccs.com FRCC. The world has changed, but your dreams don't have to. Front Range Community College offers everything you need to advance your career or start down a new path with a wide array of classes online. And you can still take many hands-on classes on campus like science labs, manufacturing, healthcare professions, and more. With small class sizes, affordable tuition, and personalized support, FRCC is here to help you achieve your goals. Get started today at enrollcccs.com FRCC.